Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Rebuild, rediscover, and recover. That is the goal of Surfside Structured Sober Living in Ventnor. It is a unique operation, and I want to tell you all about it today. It began in 2016 by a young couple who had their own issues with addiction. And joining us now is one half of that couple, Alyssa Fountain, Director of Growth and Community Engagement at at, uh, Surfside. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Robin. So I love this whole concept. You really try to get these young men, it's for men, 18 to 35, out and doing things and learning to be, uh, you know, find different ways to enjoy themselves without having to do drugs or alcohol. Tell us how this all began and your own personal history. Sure. Um, So my husband, Ian Koch, is our founder and He's a clinician with about 15 years of experience working with folks uh, with substance use disorder, which is the clinical term for addiction. And, you know, he started to see that there was this real kind of gap between treatment where people are given a ton of information that's really, really helpful, and then actually applying that information in the real world. So We see these young folks come through treatment centers and they're told your life can be really, really valuable. Life can be beautiful in recovery. All you need to do are take a few simple actions. And folks kind of repeatedly stumble as they try to leave this really safe, secure setting in a treatment center and then go directly into the real world and try to reapply those things. So Surfside was built with the intention to really walk young men through, uh, you know, different goals and and actionable steps and build accountability while also introducing them to a life that's really fulfilling and hobbies that are fun and a community of other people who are substance-free and really building these incredible lives in recovery. You overcame these issues yourself. Tell us a little about your background. Yeah, so um, I'm someone who's in long-term recovery. Uh, For me, that means I've not used a mind or mood-altering substance since November of 2009. Um, And I was also a person who was very, very young when I was introduced to recovery. Um, You know, and and a lot of that was born out of trying to self-medicate and feel accepted and and feel comfortable in my own skin stuff that you know is kind of typical I think for teenagers feeling different than other people uh except that I took it down a really dark path uh and things crashed and burned really quickly and you know fortunately I have a really supportive family who who introduced me to a, a really incredible network of people in recovery and and a lot of that network was built around you know young people finding joy in a life without substances. And interestingly, that's how I met my husband. We met on a ski trip in Vermont that was, you know, specifically for young people in recovery. And the rest is kind of history. I just think it's amazing what you have done. So just give us an idea of how your program actually works. You have several homes where these young men live, and you keep them very busy with lots of activities. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so the, the program is built around the idea that, you know, structure and accountability are actually really, really good for someone who is rebuilding their life. And so typically someone comes to Surfside, uh, after 
a short-term treatment center, so something like a 30-day inpatient setting. And, and we can see that they just need more support as they reintegrate into, you know, the real world and, and a life without substances. So we are a long-term program, but that's not necessarily like a six-month program or a program where graduation is dependent on completing the goals in each of our phases. So, you know, phase one is ultra-structured and we're really encouraging these guys to uh, start to build a resume, learn how to cook, learn how to grocery shop. You know, some of some of what we look at is the fact that like what we eat uh, is really, really critical to our mental health. You know, serotonin is 95% of our serotonin is, is built in the gut. So mm-hmm. how are we feeding ourselves in recovery so that we feel good? So, so that's kind of where we start. And by the time guys graduate, you know, they're either employed or they're back in college. They are self-supporting. They, uh, you know, they've re- they've written a resume. They've cooked a meal for the entire house, which is, you know, all said and done. They're cooking for 36 residents. You know, so we really are introducing these guys to what it feels like to be part of a community. And they're, a big part of this is fitness and staying active, paintball, surfing. You have your own fitness center, hiking trips, basketball, stand-up paddleboard. It's just amazing what you do. Give us a little bit about how that impacts their recovery. Yeah. Um, so so a lot of a lot of what we see is that addiction kind of cripples us with self-centered fear and there's all this stuff that we want to do. We're told change people, places, and things, uh, you know, in, in early recovery and and get a healthy hobby, find a healthy outlet. But a lot of folks, and I think, it, you know, it applies to everyone regardless of age, but especially young people. It's like we have this real fear of looking like a fool or being bad at something, having other people think like, oh, you know, Alyssa is terrible at surfing, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't even want to try. I'm yes. so afraid of failing that I don't even want to try. Or not so, even knowing how okay. to get into something. You don't even have many, exactly. any friends who do these things. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of what we do is, is we, we acknowledge that just like recovery, all of these hobbies, everybody starts somewhere. So there may be guys who come to our house who have been surfing since they were little kids, but there's a lot of guys who come to our house who have never stood on a surfboard before. And regardless, we want to introduce people to something and find out, do I like surfing? Do I hate surfing? I don't know until I try. And, uh, you know, we've got our own CrossFit gym, which is also open to the public, um, called Saltwater Athletics in Summers Point. And, you know, that's been such a cool space because, you know, the community knows what our mission is. And we've got this wealth of people, people who are in recovery, people who are in Surfside, people who are employed by Surfside. And then, you know, the rest of the community, we've got therapists, retired state troopers, active duty military, like all these folks working out together, having this healthy hobby and supporting each other, which is amazing for our community. It helps them feel really accepted by other people. And that is a big part of recovering as well, staying active, feeling good about yourself. I love what you said about the nutrition, just basically changing your lifestyle. They really have to change almost everything about it, don't they? Yeah, and and that's something that folks learn in treatment, right? Like you need to change so much about your life. 
but that's a, that's a big ask. So yeah. we're trying to support people as they do that so that you don't feel lost in the world or completely alone or totally confused about what one should or shouldn't do in early recovery or in recovery in general. I would imagine these guys get really close with one another. They're young men. They're all going through the same thing. I'm sure it becomes like a family. Yeah, it's really it really is neat to see the community that forms. And you're all supporting one another, and that's always helpful. And you followed the 12-step program. How does that play into the whole recovery? So, you know, for, for those who are unaware, a 12-step fellowship would be something like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, which are all programs that are built on 12 steps where, you know, we start to rebuild our lives and become accountable. And, uh, you know, they're they're anonymous programs. So we just call this, uh, you know, a 12 step integration. Uh, right. We don't we don't expect people to go out into the world and announce, <laughs> you know, their, yeah. where they go uh, for for their personal uh, recovery. But mm-hmm. You know, we we really encourage these guys to look at what those 12 steps are and go through them. So instead of just going to meetings and and listening to other folks with a similar lived experience, like really understand what it means to take those action steps to change your life. Yes. And the first step is admitting you have a problem. I know that. So that's the that's the first step to recovery, which is so very important. And just walk us through the phases. The first step is rebuild. Yeah, so our little catchphrase is rebuild, rediscover, recover, Um, you know, and that looks like, you know, when someone initially comes to us, really getting integrated in the community, uh, if they're, you know, since we're part of a 12-step fellowship, having a sponsor, getting engaged with meeting attendance, finding some service commitments and community service looking at your resume and gathering references for a resume, rewriting a resume, looking at a personal budget. So, you know, a lot of times we have folks who smoke who come through our program, even though, you know, a quick caveat uh, that I, one thing I want to mention is that there's actually a lot of data that shows quitting smoking when someone is quitting all other substances has far better outcomes for someone's recovery. But Again, that's a really big ask for people. Yes. So, um, but but so like if someone smokes, we we want people to understand, you know, what that looks like, what it costs, mm-hmm. and and if that's something that's important to your budget, how to budget for cigarettes. If if getting coffee at Wawa every day is a priority, how to budget for that. But if one of those goals that we're setting is to get our own apartment or get our own car. Do the, do the things we're spending money on align with our goal? Mm-hmm. You know? And especially smoking, which is, in my especially mind, not smoking. only it's a expensive. waste of money, but you're paying to harm yourself, which is crazy. Exactly. But, you know, it's tough when you're addicted to It's expensive to it. in the short term mm-hmm. and the long term. It absolutely is. So what you're doing is really trying to rebuild their life. Uh, the next phase is re- rediscover. And what does that mean? So we're talking about starting to really rediscover those relationships with family, uh, start to take accountability for some of the harm that we've caused, and also discover what brings us joy, what is important to our future. So really, if our if our goal that we've set is to return to college, maybe finish college or get a master's, whatever whatever that goal is. 
start to look at the application process, uh, really complete that resume, and, uh, you know, start to move towards a life where we've really integrated the things that we enjoy. So if we are going to CrossFit, you know, really showing up, committing to going to whatever the activities for the house are, uh, and showing up for them, honoring those commitments. And then finally recover. And this is the final stage where these young men are ready to basically go back out into the world again. Yeah. So in, in phase three, our guys are now, um, getting employed. So we're finding meaningful employment for them. And uh, we're, we're really giving them a lot more freedom here. It's where guys go from a very, very structured daily schedule by phase three. There's a lot more freedom. Weekends, they have the availability to do what they want. If they want to travel on their own, you know, if they have a car, they can, they can start to use that again. We're starting to, uh, I guess, ease up on the reins a bit so that people can navigate life still with the support of Surfside, but now there's a lot more freedom. It's like as we're progressing towards graduation. You also have something called Sober College, which I think is interesting. What's that about? Well, we are, we don't necessarily have our own Sober College. No, no, but no. We, uh, a program. <laughs> we, yeah, so we are... We really encourage guys to continue their education uh, if that's something that someone's interested in. So find we can find schools that either have some sort of recovery housing. So like Rutgers and the College of New Jersey are, and even Stockton University have been really amazing in building dorms specifically for people in recovery. So, so people can re- have a true college experience, but with people who are also substance-free. Oh, uh, I love to hear or, that because it's always like, oh, beer party, keg party, everything exactly. surrounds alcohol in college, and you don't need it and, to have fun. And Rutgers has, I mean, Rutgers has had this program since I think the mid-80s, if not the early 90s, and they've really tried to focus on integrating those folks into the college community. So mm-hmm. having people have a real college experience, but also acknowledging that their recovery might look different than a student who's choosing not to drink uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, because they know that it's a bad decision. So so there's some really cool stuff. COVID has really changed the game for us. So a lot of a lot of schools have just shifted to online learning. So we can actually really open this up. We've got, you know, a young guy with us right now who's who's going to school at Fordham virtually. Uh, so it's actually been really neat to see people kind of continue their education um, virtually in a way that maybe they couldn't have two years ago. And you have so many success stories. Uh, we were talking uh, before we started to record this that uh, there was a gentleman that came to you that was overweight. And the first thing he did was put him on a surfboard. <laughs> Yeah. So he's actually, he's one of our employees now. He's one of our CrossFitters. He's a really, really amazing guy. And he's someone who was actually, you know, in a master's program for counseling while he was in active addiction. And since coming through our program, he went back to school. He finished, he finished his master's degree. You know, he came to us over 300 pounds. He's lost over a hundred pounds. Um, and, and again, some of that stuff is significant because 
in addiction, we tend to lose sight of ourselves and our, our value. And it's so easy to feel like life has fallen apart in a way that is irreparable. Mm -hmm. And so to watch guys come through the program and have faith, you know, if I go surfing today, I don't understand why you're making me go surfing when I feel terrible about myself. But if I go surfing today, maybe I will feel good at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Like we watch guys set these short-term goals. I will do this today because at the end of the day, maybe I will feel better. And it eventually becomes this, you know, I do these things in my life because my life is valuable. And it's like these take, having these small leaps of faith leads to these incredible lives. And we get to watch that happen, you know, kind of from the, from the sidelines. We can see sometimes how miraculous people's lives are before they realize what's happening in their own lives. That must make you feel great. Like what a fabulous thing to do in your life that you are – you're affecting people's lives like that, that, that helping them to really relearn how to live a healthy life again. Yeah, and, and you know, supporting folks in kind of rebuilding some really chaotic lives and, and embracing that, like, not everything needs to be perfect in order for it to be really, really good and meaningful. Mm -hmm. It's really... That's really rewarding. And you get a, a, it's a big success story. Right now it is private pay. It would be so nice to see it covered by insurance in the future. Who knows what will happen? Yeah. I mean, we've been collecting a ton of data so that uh, we can really help insurance companies understand the value of our program. I think so it's fingers wonderful. crossed that that works. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Who knows what will happen? But I just think it should be because this is – it's not just talking about somebody's addiction. It's talking about them. It's you're you're talking about the person's life, everything that they do, and you're giving them uh, hope for the future that they can enjoy their life without having this substance in in their life. And I think that's just so wonderful. You got to be proud of yourself doing this with your husband. Yeah, it's re it's been really cool to to watch this grow. I I love it. And again, if uh, people are interested in learning more about this, I'll put a link in the notes, but it is Surfside Structured Sober Living. And what is your website? Our website is surfside.org. And I would even say, I know, Robin, you and I were talking about this, but we even have a video on our homepage that one of our alumni made, which I think is really well done, uh, but kind of summarizes everything. It's uh, in a beautiful. Much, I think in a much more succinct way. Oh, yeah. yes. And you see the, the people surfing on stand-up paddleboards, paintball, hiking trips. I mean, you guys really uh, doing some boxing together. You really do a lot. And I don't know how somebody would have time to get in any trouble <laughs> doing all this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. And you're giving them a path towards success. It's a, a, an eating healthy. I mean, all of that plays into success when it comes to uh, staying away from using substances. So I think that I'm just I give you so much credit for it and I, that's why I wanted to do this podcast with you because the more we can get this information out there, the more people learn about what's available to them, uh, the better it is for them in in our entire society. I mean you're you're one you're you're affecting people's lives in this area in this community, but people are doing this all over the country, all over the world, trying to help people in different ways. So if we all can work together, we can make a change and we can really make a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Alyssa Fountain, Director of Growth and Community Engagement 
for Surfside Structured Sober Living. And thank you for joining us today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Don't forget to subscribe and please visit my website, livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com and sign up to keep up to date on this podcast and other health topics to help you learn more and live better. Until next time, please stay safe and keep living well.